0: Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show,
1: a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you
0: can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. All right, we're back here on the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler along with Jim Wood talking about, well... Not the most pleasant topic in the world, but I think a really, really necessary conversation. As we get older, sometimes we start to lose lose cognitive capabilities. And as such, people could take advantage. And that's one of the things that we want to be very aware of. What are the things that you need to be asking? And this is uh, these are some great questions for younger people too, I think. Just, you know, making sure that they know to ask these things because they may have friends that they suspect are this is happening to them, you know, older friends, you know, so keep this in mind. This is a good show just to kind of archive and, and keep in your back pocket and share with people because these are, this is real life stuff. We've seen it. I've seen it many times over my career and um, unfortunately too many times. So another thing, you know, I, are you being asked to make financial decisions without sufficient time to think them through? I think that's very related to something we said earlier. Right,
1: that, that was my thought too, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, and in this particular case, what happens is our brain is not designed to make really great cognitive decisions, even when we're younger. Sometimes it takes little time. I have found that. One of the best things, good grief, Jim, one of the best things that I ever did is I used to have this tendency when I was younger. I don't know about you. Maybe you never did this. But I would say something and I would go, "You know what? I probably could have responded a little bit better." And you know <laughs> no, like No, I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I found is is that what I have a tendency to do now is that something comes in, an email comes in, and I will literally sit on it for an hour, 2 hours, and then I will respond. Where I used to it was It was almost, I pride myself on responding right away to something when somebody would ask a question. And if it needed a little bit more in-depth thought, I always found that I came up with a much better answer an hour or two later.
1: Well, especially if it's something that's sensitive and you give it that time to take the emotion out of it and, and put the reason into it. Sometimes if it touches a sore spot or something like that. Um, just the reaction is to maybe fly off a little bit quicker, even like the way somebody cuts you off on the freeway. It's not the end of the the world, but in that initial, it's like, oh, you're a horrible person. Um, you know, if you uh, drive home, they go, oh, well, it was no big deal. It happens every day. But in that moment, in that so in terms of that, um, having time to think this stuff through, absolutely I just, just, uh, you don't want to be under pressure for big decisions. And no. if somebody is pressuring you to do something, there's a reason
0: whether, you know, when you. Looking- That's true too. That's a really good point that you're making there. If, there. if there's a reason, if they're pressuring you, it's because they know if you think about it too long you're probably not going to do it.
1: Right. It's even like all the sales on the internet or something like that. Well, you have clock uh, you have the put the clock ticking in front of you and you have, you know, 22 minutes to make this decision. If you don't, it's gone forever.
0: Yeah. And so often what I find is funny is that uh, I had this one thing that was being sent emails. Hey, this is going to disappear today if you don't act today. Right. And then you get an email two days later going, we've extended it. <laughs> yeah. And that's a <laughs>
1: amazingly that one it's only uh, only available today
0: tomorrow, it's only <laughs> available
1: today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then next Christmas is still around, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing to think about is, uh, Are do you have any concerns about someone taking advantage of your generosity or willing to help others? So often, our pride, our sense of wanting to be a good person is taken advantage of, and people go, oh, you're such a good person. And then what they do is they just lavish the praise on you for being a great person. And we kind of like that. I mean, you know, it's kind of nice to be appreciated, but they can use that and use that desire to be wanted, to be needed, to be loved in order to get you to do things that aren't necessarily that great for you and actually very harmful to you and your family.
1: And, and there are certainly so many legitimate charities and things out there that do great work and that deserve all kinds of support, but that type of thing can be used, you know, for something for manipulation to where, well, you're just, you know, might be that, oh, this guy's really down on his luck and he, you know, has to have some medical stuff and anything like that. He doesn't have any money. Uh, you know, well, how are you doing? You doing okay? Maybe you could help, me, you know, just the, this type of stuff that, uh, people, mm-hmm. Can get taken advantage of,
0: um, and, and this is another thing that because we talked about this recently, but you know some of these places that you know buying homes and, and selling homes and what there have been or been lawsuits where companies saying, buy your home as it is, and some of them are great. You know, some aren't, there's no problem, and you don't have to do anything to your house. You just, you know, you can pack your bags and walk out, and they'll take care of the rest and clean up everything and fix everything that needs to be fixed. Some of those are okay. But there have been instances too many that we've seen recently. And I've talked a little bit about here on the show where these companies come in and they say, Hey, if you don't, if you don't sell it right now, nobody else is going to buy it. And then, and I had that one instance I talked about, it was an article in uh, I think the wall street journal or something like that. And the person actually wanted to back out on the sale of their house because their kids got involved in and said, whoa, mom, what on earth are you doing? This isn't a good deal. Try to back out, and the company actually came in and decided that they were going to sue them if they didn't go through with it. So that was the question here. Are you being threatened or intimidated regarding financial decisions or assets? that's another thing to think about in in terms of you know these elder abuse issues
1: well again the, the, you you from a place of fear and at that age you're much more vulnerable you know even mm-hmm. even men that have been you know really physically strong and and their whole life all of a sudden find themselves without that capability anymore. And if somebody, you know, if somebody's threatening you or making you feel intimidated, you should immediately contact somebody that you trust, if not the authorities, if not police, things like that. Um, you should, you know, it's, it's a horrible position to be put in to be feared for your health, for your safety, for your life, and not being able to do something about it.
0: Yeah and and I'm going to skip over a couple questions here because they're a little bit redundant but one of them that I wanted to jump on was have you been asked to provide personal or financial information over the phone through email and sure. other means. I can't tell you how many times I've had something they said that this happened, you know, this bill wasn't paid, this is going to happen, we're going to send you to collections, whatever. And then and I and I know that that's not the case so it's it's pretty easy for me. But what I'll do is I will call the organization directly and contact them directly. I had that happen recently with one of the big vendors. I think maybe in Amazon it might have been. Something had happened, and I contacted them, and they were like, thank you, thank you, thank you for making us aware of this fraud. Because a lot of these companies don't want to see this kind of stuff happen either. And these these. Uh, the, the mailings, these, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I was going next with this. They look was very emails. official.
1: It's not only just over the phone, it's email and so much is spent on, on this type of stuff with emails these days you know never click on the email if you have just you know point zero 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 one percent doubt don't click on it call the company directly go directly to their website with your own login that information will be there but don't ever click on those emails that are just wanting to get your information that type of stuff because it's just prevalent and they're very convincing
0: yeah they are and when you look at it, you'll see their logo and, well, it's their logo. I mean, it looks like their website that's attached to this thing. And you'd be amazed how companies could go and have some kind of a website and then it sends you someplace else. And, it's, and it looks official, and it is something that pulls a lot of people in. So it, it really very sophisticated. Watch out for this stuff. Are you receiving unsolicited offers or investments with promises of high returns or guaranteed profits? This is a big deal. We see this all the time. We're very high return, no risk, and it sounds really, really great. If it is sounding too good to be true, it probably is. When it comes to investing, nobody wants to pay you more than they have to to use your money. That is what investing is. Recognize that there are people out there saying, hey, 10% guaranteed rate of return. You know, no, it's all, it's based on investments that are all collateralized. And that sounds phenomenal. But the reality of it is anybody paying you a higher than market rate of return with no risk. And it's even stuff that you know is that you find in the insurance industry. We see this all the time. I mean, people get pulled in by this stuff because it sounds so good. And everybody wants that, no question. Hey folks, I want to tell you something I'm really excited about. My new book, Confident Financial Planning, is finally out. It's in paperback, hardcover, Kindle version, and I actually have an audiobook version of it. Uh, Talks about building your financial castle. I use that throughout the book, talking about your investments. Your financial plan is kind of like a castle. You have your savings and your emergency funds. I talk about that debt, good debt, bad debt. Talk about special goal funds and how to set those things up and how to invest for those types of special things that you might want to do in the future. Types of retirement accounts, different types of taxation of investment accounts. Talk about real estate investing and Pros and cons of that, how to project retirement assets, and your moat. You know, that's how you protect your castle. It's the risk management aspect of a financial plan. you want to find out more about that, you go to paulwinkler.com forward slash book to get it. And I hope you enjoy. All right, we're back here on the Investor Coaching Show. Paul Winkler talking about finances, money, investing. And specifically about dealing with the aging processes and some of the things that you just need to think about, because as much as we'd like to, we don't stay young forever. Remember one of the, <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> just I'm kind old. of a warped thought, Jim, <laughs> of when I was in Florida, <laughs> my family, and um, I was taking a picture of uh, you know an older couple, and they were. It was from the back, You couldn't recognize them. But they were driving into the Fountain of Youth, <laughs> and it was. A, and I, I labeled it wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> now I are that okay, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So when it comes to planning, a lot of the things that we have to deal with are the possibility of being taken advantage of elder financial elder abuse. Big deal nowadays. And uh, the topic came up in our office this week. We were talking to an attorney, and she gave us a list of questions that you want to ask. And I thought some of these questions were really, really good. And you know, people being asked to give their personal information, not a real good idea. Are you receiving unsolicited offers or investments with promises of high returns like we were just talking about? You know, so often we get these offers for great returns and you know, really you know, phenomenal investments that are too good to be true. And I tell people you've got to make sure that you recognize that if it sounds too good to be true, it often is. Uh, Have you noticed any missing or financial or misplaced financial documents or valuable items was another question on this list. So talk a little bit about that. Talk about, you know, record keeping, Jim.
1: Well, I I just think, you know, people go through and you're you're just it's, it's one thing like when you're older and you sometimes lose things or forget things, and that can kind of start thinking like, well, am I missing this or did I just misplace it? But if that starts to happen consistently mm-hmm. and you're not finding things, and whether it's an important document or even something valuable, start noticing things around the house that disappear, then then some, um, you know, maybe a red flag. Some, uh, you know, sometimes as we get older, For sure. we forget stuff, and that might give you a false impression of that.
0: Well, one of the things that we do with our clients that choose to do it anyway, and, you know, some people... They just, it's not their thing, but some people, a lot of people really love this, which is that we actually have software programs to keep track of everything. And what happens is it allows us to know, hey, what's going on? Do changes need to be made? Are there something unusual going on? And for us to be able to keep track as well, it's another set of eyes. An example that I will give you is my sister. Uh, She actually had a situation where there was money going out of her account. And one of the things that I did is a person called me up and says, hey, Paul, you know, this is going on. Didn't recognize it was my sister. They didn't know it was my sister. It says, this person, there's money going out of the account. And I said, "No, oh, 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 stop, stop. We know our clients well enough to know that this amount of money, this would not be going out of the account unless there's something suspicious. And it turned out to be a fraud. And they had her signature down perfectly. That document looked perfectly legitimate. And that's that's one thing. Another thing would just be having a lot. My father did this, and he had all of his documents in certain places, and we knew it, where everything was. Well, that led us actually to using software programs that do that. So we actually have programs where we can keep track of everything, bank accounts, savings accounts, investment accounts, IRAs, 401ks. Uh, you know, even you can have these these vaults that you can put wills and trusts and those types of agreements in. Uh, do you feel financially secure and in control of your own finances? If you kind of feel a little bit about a source, talk to somebody. Be very, very careful. Go ahead, Jim.
1: No, just in terms of that, and this goes back to really kind of the main point of the, when we talked to the attorney and she gave us this list, was that the most important thing is that the person understands. You know, whether it's a financial transaction, a document, whatever, do they understand what they're signing, what they're being asked to do, those types of things. And that's that's really kind of the key to everything and looking out for their best interest is making sure that they understand exactly what's being done
0: yes yeah having a financial team having a legal team having people who have your back is really really important it's part of what the advisor should be doing so really good topic for this hour you know the the issues that you deal with as you age and you know thermodynamics gets the best of all of us (laughs) hey this is paul winkler hope you enjoyed today's edition of the investor coaching show If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.